Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tanagusi, and this is Calgary's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Sean Sauer, who is president and CEO of Canadian Energy. Thanks for joining us today, Sean. Yeah, pleasure to be here, Mario. Thanks for having me. Well, let me just ask, uh, first of all, just tell me what Canadian Energy is and what you guys do. Canadian Energy uh, uh, in Canada is mainly a distribution company. Um, so we we distribute all kinds of batteries and battery-related products, uh, energy storage systems. Uh, but we also have manufacturing assets in Asia. Uh, so we, manuf- we have a plant in South Korea where we manufacture transportation batteries. And we have a plant in Taiwan and one in China where we build other non-transportation type uh, batteries. So <laughs> we're kind of got our foot in, in uh, many different sectors. And what kind of batteries are we dealing with here? So mainly we participate in the transportation industry. So biggest, uh, today, the biggest hunk of our revenue comes from starting batteries, automotive, truck, heavy duty, uh, those types of batteries. Uh, but we also sell renewable batteries, uh, standby power batteries, um, and we also build uh, large format energy storage systems right here in Calgary under a different brand, but uh, uh, sort of a spinoff of Canadian Energy. And, and in terms of the distribution, let's say in Canada, like how uh, you know, can you describe what that network is like? Like, where do you? Yeah. So in, in Canada, uh, sorry to interrupt. In Canada, um, because of the uh, the vastness uh, of of the country, it's difficult or costly to do distribution. So you need a lot of infrastructure. So we've got 19 different warehouses, basically every major center across Canada. Um, you know, a large network of trucks. Um, batteries are heavy, yeah. <laughs> so uh, and so we support all of our customers out of those 19 facilities. Right from St. John's to uh, to Victoria. Oh, really? And 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 what about from a retail perspective? What do you do you have something there? No, we are typically a wholesale distribution company. So we all of our customers, most all of our customers, are people that resell our products. Um, so we would sell into the you know parts tours, parts chains, uh, heavy-duty equipment suppliers, okay. uh, those types of customers. So it's something like uh, I go I go for my uh, uh, 2010 Elantra, need a battery, I go to Canadian Tire, am I likely to see your product there? Well, we wish, uh, we wish Canadian Tire was one of our customers okay. because <laughs> they're obviously a major player in the industry, but yeah. no, they're not one of our customers. But yes, but that example... Problem. Is, yeah. Yes, that concept plays out for sure. Okay. Any? Um, uh, I'm just curious of uh, any particular uh, branded retail, uh, you know, outlet that um, uh, do you work closely with? Yeah. So some brands that you would, uh, you know, that people would recognize are, you know, Bumper to Bumper Auto Parts, uh, Princess Auto, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. International Navistar Trucks, uh, Volvo Mac, those types of uh, uh, customers. Uh, those are all people that we supply. Okay, super then. Tell me a little history here. How did uh, <laughs> you get into the battery business? Well, if we've only got to 11, uh, I'll, uh, I'll try and squeeze it down <laughs> into a few short. Uh, so in 1987, uh, brother Darwin Sauer uh, purchased a battery shop in Lethbridge, Alberta. Okay. Um, we grew up on a farm down there. Um, so we're farmers from Southern Alberta. 
And okay. very shortly thereafter, I've got I got involved. So and, I'm just curious, potato farmer? Uh, sugar beets. Sugar beets. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. I was curious. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, and uh, we both uh, went to work just building the distribution network. So I was quite young. I was 19 at the time. Wow. Uh, so basically, I just lived out of a, a duffel bag and uh, went from city to city setting up you know, the different distribution locations. And, you know, there's a lot of water under the bridge in this story, but 35 years later, um, you know, here we are with uh, kind of a diverse asset base. We've, yeah. we've ended up with a real estate investment company and manufacturing assets in Asia, um, you know, an R&D group in Vancouver, uh, you know, there's a pool of engineers there where we, we work on new products. Um, yeah. mostly outside of the transportation industry. So just out of curiosity, what was the appeal for your brother to buy a battery shop? <laughs> well, uh, I think that we were both very entrepreneurial um, and we uh, knew the gentleman that currently uh, owned the facility and he was getting older and it was just an opportunity to get our feet into, into business. Okay. Um, we didn't really have any previous experience in the, in the industry. Uh, you know, it wasn't a family uh, venture. We were starting from, from a new. Huh. So, so, so when you look at the company now, uh, you know, obviously a uh, you know, tremendous growth from, from, uh, from, from the very beginning. Um, what are your plans and thoughts, uh, vision for the company going forward? Well, um, we want to, uh, obviously, the distribution assets in Canada are, are, are very valuable. Um, you know, it, it's put us into a number two position in terms of market share here in Canada. Um, so that, that's fantastic. Where most of our investments are taking place in new product development. So we've all heard about, you know, lithium batteries and, and, uh, and most of those stories are coming out of the tier one transportation business. So the electric cars and, and, where we're focused is more in the smaller electric vehicle markets, uh, whether that's, let's say, scissor lifts, uh, renewable energy, uh, that type of thing. So we currently build lithium modules um, and we take those technologies and we try, we try to adapt them into those specialty markets uh, where we excel. So more investment in that uh, in that direction and and the growth is is phenomenal so interesting yeah so when you uh, look at being an entrepreneur um is a it, an interesting question here because i've seen it in my career over over the years uh what do you think you learned from being on the farm that's helped you as a business oh uh, wow <laughs> well um uh without question it was the ability to work um, uh, work, sacrifice, get things done. Um, without though, without that skill set, there's absolutely no way that I'd be sitting here today. And yeah. and uh, you know the old adage, right? One percent inspiration, ninety nine percent perspiration. Yeah, it's yeah. just a lot of hard work. Yeah, yeah. No, I see that often, right? My wife's from Saskatchewan, and uh, you know, grew up on the farm, and we often talk about that. And and you can see it in, in a lot of people, like you know, that work ethic, uh, you know, uh, yeah. you know, from, from, uh, if they grew up on the farm, it is an incredibly there, uh, in terms of being an entrepreneur, uh, what are kind of things that you enjoy being, a you know, uh, 
your own uh, business owner, uh, you know, an entrepreneur? Uh, well, I think the number one thing over the years, it, it's, it's changed. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I thought it was all about the money for sure. You know, I was going <laughs> to become the big millionaire and, and away we go. But yeah. very rapidly, uh, money takes sort of a second seat uh, to that. Yeah. And uh, I've learned over the years where I get my biggest joy is watching other people succeed. Building businesses and watching other people succeed is, um, I really enjoy that. So, you know, we've got lots of really good people within our organization that, uh, you know, started out as a new hire in the warehouse and yeah. today are playing, you know, executive leadership roles in this organization. And that feels really good. So, you know, that's for me, that's the biggest kick. Okay. If you had um, uh, somebody come to you, uh, uh, say a younger person, or even just someone who wanted to start up a business, what advice would you give them on being an entrepreneur and what they should do? Well, I think uh, I would probably point towards culture. So one of the things that I've learned over the years is, uh, uh, I think it came from (laughs) Lou Gerstner, the uh, old CEO of IBM. He said, look, uh, culture is not just part of the game. It is the game. And, you know, if you can create a, a really good culture, then an organization can succeed. So, um, you know, we have a very disciplined uh, culture that we like to talk about daily. Uh, but one of my favorite ones is we call it a uh, humble student. So in order to succeed in this organization, you need to be a humble student. That means that um, regardless of your title, um, you can learn from anybody at any time. And so I think my main advice to young people is to, uh, to be humble uh, and, and continue to learn every day from everybody, regardless of their position in the organization. Uh, you know, that's not everything, everything, but it's a real good character piece to have. Yeah, no, that's true. What about uh, in terms of the, the challenges you face as being an entrepreneur? What are some of the the biggest challenges you would say uh, throughout your career? Well, um, you know, I always say that uh, we didn't start out with millions of dollars, so um, we didn't have any money. And yeah. so the battle was always for uh, capital. You know, if you had a good business model, it was profitable, you were growing, it was always a struggle to attain enough capital to keep up with the growth and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and I think the other big lesson is making sure that you can make all of the big mistakes quick enough. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's a pilot adage, you know, you'll never live long enough to make all the mistakes yourself. So you need to, to uh, listen to other people's mistakes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've made a lot of them. Thank yeah. goodness we made them early. <laughs> yeah. No, that, and that's continue to make them. Yeah. But, you know, the, the whole thing, though, is if you don't learn from mistakes, you can't, uh, you know, uh, a mistake truly becomes a mistake. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, just to add to that, the, what, what, what you learn is important is um, integrity yeah. uh, and, and, you know, and reputation. And sometimes doing what's right uh, is, is tough. Uh, but over the years, um, you know, if you make those tough decisions and you continue to do with right, do what's right, those customers, those vendors, they learn to trust you. They're there yeah. with you in the good times and the bad times. And so, again, advice to, to young guys, there's no real quick path from A to B. 
Yeah. You, you got to do the work and, and you got to be honest and do the right things yeah. and you'll get there. Yeah. That's a, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've gone to two years of uh, pandemic here, a lot of things and probably the most overused word in those two years is pivot. Right. And uh, uh, how important, you know, I, I like to use the word a, a change and, but how important is it as a as a company as an entrepreneur to to be adaptable to a, you know to to see you know where things are going in 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 the world in terms of trends etc and and to to i guess pivot if need be well well i think that uh, you know the last 2 years uh it's been incredible um because again i don't think anybody has all the answers um you would wake up day to day and all of a sudden the challenges would be completely different than what they were the day before. So, um, you know, uh, right up front, you know, we cut capacity by probably 45%. Uh, and then within literally weeks, we realized that that was a huge mistake for whatever reason, our demand went through the roof. So we had to turn back, you know, get the production uh, back going again. Uh, that led us into supply chain issues. Yeah. And so when you say pivot, uh, I understand the term, um, but I would just say, Mario, it's coming from all directions. Uh, you know, so uh, that's just one of them, you know, getting your forecasting and your demand correct, huge challenge. Um, and then employees. So the labor market has been incredibly challenging. Um, so our demand right now is very, very good. We are growing faster than we can actually handle it. Well, everybody um, needs we, batteries, right? Well, yeah. And thank goodness, you know, we're in that sort of essential market. It's not a luxury item. Um, we can't get enough people. We wow. can't get enough people. And so we're having to learn how to recruit and look in, in different ways is very important. Huh. Um, so I would like to tell you that we've made all the right moves through this. The real answer is uh, we've made, we continue to make, you know, mistakes, but we're trying to pivot as quickly as we can, um, you know, to maintain the health of the company and the employees and, and, and that type of thing. Yeah. What about yourself personally, Sean? Um, you know, one of the uh, phrases that we learned over the years is this uh, work-life balance, right? Uh, <laughs> where do you find uh, the balance in your life? Obviously, every entrepreneur, uh, and, and you're probably like them, you guys are busy. <laughs> well, I would like to tell you that I have this picture-perfect balance, and uh, <laughs> that, that would be a lie, Mario. But what I've tried to do over the years is to, at the very least, um, uh, focus on my family and uh and then the business mm -hmm. and so i feel like if i can get those two things correct um and i've got a little bit of extra time you know on the side great i'll see what else can be done uh but that's really all i focus on um and i'm sure someday that that might start to change but i don't know i love to biz build businesses i get a kick out of it i uh, love working with people and i'm I don't see that changing anytime soon, you know, uh, but those are the two things I focus on. You know, I guess the danger, right, is, uh, being an entrepreneur is that uh, you're basically working 24-7, right? And, uh, and yep. uh, to, to learning how to turn it off, so to speak, and, 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 and take a break is, is a very difficult thing, right? Uh, uh, how important do you think that is for... Uh, oh, I, I think for your own personal health, it's, it's crucial. 
Uh, and again, for your family, it's crucial. Um, I took up flying airplanes. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm a commercial, commercially rated pilot. And, uh, uh, you know, it's peaceful up there. So when, <laughs> you know, uh, the traffic is not bad up there, you look down at the highways and, and, you know, you thank goodness that you're up there and not down on the highway. And <laughs> so I love to fly airplanes. It's uh, therapeutic. Uh, so oh. that's the one thing that I've, um, sort of done for myself. But absolutely, you got to get the balance right. And um, it's not always easy. Yeah, no, no, it isn't. And uh, just out of curiosity, where do you where do you like flying? Like what? Uh, well, I've got a Cessna 414. So that's a, uh, you know, that's a twin engine pressure, an old older twin engine Cessna. I fly at a, a Springbank and oh, yeah. all over Western Canada. So I get to as many, you know, of our warehouse locations as possible. I use it oh. for business. Uh, especially now when, you know, commercial transport is, you know, a lot more difficult, a lot more time consuming. Um, I've been able to use it a lot more. Okay. Let me just ask you one last question, uh, Sean. If, uh, if you never got into the battery business, uh, what do you think you would have uh, done? Um, well, that's an interesting question, I guess. I'm not sure I've given it much thought. Um, you know, I know I can farm. I know I can drive truck. I've done them all. Uh, I went to college. Um, I, you know, actually, I probably would have been a commercial pilot. I get a real kick. I get a real kick out of that. I'm not sure that my uh, um, entrepreneurial desires would have not taken over. I'm pretty sure that I would have had to have been in some sort of business. Uh, but um, it would have been just a different business, uh, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. It might not have been batteries. It'd have been something else. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, thanks very much, uh, Sean, for joining us today. That was excellent. You bet. It was great to meet you. Uh, give me a call anytime. All right. Super. That's uh, Sean Sauer, who is president and CEO of Canadian Energy. This has been Calgary's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. I'm Mario Tanaguzzi. Thanks for joining us today.